0: Hi guys, I'm Rachel. And I'm Erin. And this one is going to be unsettling. Deeply. to start by saying that one i'm thoroughly enjoying this i don't know if you are because you know last week it said was you said it was the first time you had fun uh in your life (laughs) ever but i'm thoroughly enjoying this because i get to hang out and drink and talk about spooky stuff ab do you enjoy this thoroughly you seem like it (laughs) poetry slam um i'm having the time of my life uh I sat in this chair and I was like, "At the time of (laughs) my life, (laughs) maybe you were meant to be a man." That was some solid bass. I'm I'm an alto. Oh, okay. Congratulations. Abby is sitting on a bar height chair with a singular (laughs) microphone in front of her. She looks like she's doing an acoustic set (laughs) at an offbeat coffee shop on a Tuesday night, like with her alto. Yeah. So anyway, just wanted to say I'm enjoying this. Feels like home. And this will be our fifth episode, which I feel like for us is a big accomplishment. Got farther than I thought. Because we do this thing where we like hyper focus on a hobby, buy everything we need. Have you seen that TikTok? Mm -hmm. I'm sure there is. Is it all about Aaron? It's all about like, it's like, I've got a new hobby. Now I need to buy everything for the new hobby. Now I need to hyper fixate on the new hobby and spend all this money on the new hobby. And then you and, and then leave stop the new hobby and you go to like chocolate molds. Yeah, that's that's always and then been you us. Go to like knitting. So like for us to be five, really six by the time we're done here tonight, episodes in is like a big deal for us. And that's how we all are. which yes. is really scary. It's really um, detrimental if you really want to accomplish anything. Agree. So I feel like, you know, five episodes, we're doing pretty good here. And this episode will air the week of Christmas. Mm -hmm. So I thought we should, I said I would be like creepy this week. And I thought maybe we could get like festive and fucked up at the same time. So we're going to get festive and fucked up. Are you okay with that? Steve left his white claw. Is it empty? It's full. (laughs) He'll get another. Is it Krampus. It's not Krampus. Okay. Also, um, I wanted to do a trigger warning in the beginning for just all things bad. I don't really know if there's any other way to say it. So if you're triggered by anything at all, just see yourself out. Abby, you okay over there? (laughs) I'm burping. Oh, okay. Um, Before we get super dark, I wanted to share some of my recent Google searches because they've gotten real weird since we've started doing this. Um, some of them were prompted by some feedback we got on Instagram. Uh, first I thought we should learn the 14 common characteristics of a serial killer. 14. 14. What an intro. <laughs> <laughs> Since we already know their most common occupation, DrPhil.com did the legwork on this one. This isn't even a joke. Dr. Phil did this. Oh. Yeah. So, one, 90% of them are male. Yeah. Uh, this is serial killers? Serial killers. Okay. Yeah, so 90% of them are male. They tend to be super intelligent with high IQs, which we kind of figured, right? Mm-hmm. Um, they do poorly in school and have difficulty holding jobs. Yeah. Kind of new. They tend to come from unstable families. They're usually raised by single mothers, which I thought was interesting. Mommy issues. More like <laughs> daddy. dad issues. was probably like abusive and left the scene. Yeah, mm. so... That's going to make yourself a serial killer. Uh, their family history usually includes criminal, psych- psychiatric, and alcoholic tendencies. Okay. They hate their parents. That's what Dr. Phil says. <laughs> I love using Dr. Phil as a source. I, I mean, if there's Our anyone. Savior. <laughs> if there's anyone you're going to ask about, like a psychotic episode, it's going to be Dr. Phil. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're usually abused as children in all forms, typically by a family member. Many serial killers spend time in institutions at young ages. So like young psych ward stints. This is sounding a lot like one of our cousins so far. Jesus. <laughs> they have a high rate of suicide attempts. From a young age, they have an interest in voyeurism, fetishism, and sadomasochistic porn. Um, And then these are the last three that like I always knew. So when someone says a serial killer, what are like the three things you know about them? tortures animals okay what's the bed yeah lights fires my girl that's the last three what's the bed past 12 so they'll give you a little grace if you're six years old and wet in the bed but past 12 mm -mm, it's not good also someone wanted to see if there was a correlation between sleep deprivation related to occupations and serial killers but i couldn't find anything so i'll keep digging yeah i feel like Probably. Right? That was a question we got. It's a good question. I didn't see that. Uh, it's on the Instagram. Okay. I think I'll give sense. you access to that. I, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I don't know where any of this feedback's coming from. Um, but serial killers and sleeping led my search history to teach me something new that I had no idea existed, which is homicidal sleepwalking. I've heard of it. Really? Mm-hmm. It's when someone murders someone else in their sleep. Without any thoughtful intention. Yeah, mm-hmm. there's uh, fear unlocked. Yeah. I'm just trying to do that for you, Ab. <laughs> there's a few cases with that in it. Surprisingly sixty nine people have died this way all the way up to two thousand five. Yeah. I've Yeah. Typically the murder pleas, um the the murderer plea's not guilty by way of insanity and the verdict really goes case by case. So it's some hard people. To prove. Yeah, but some people really do yeah. How can they can't couldn't someone just, like, use that as an out? That's why it's hard to prove. That's why it's hard. Yeah. Right. So, if you're a sleepwalker, or you know a sleepwalker, don't let them go to your slumber party. So, thanks for listening to my TED Talk. Let's get into it. So, today we're going to talk about the murder of the Lawson family. Have you heard of them? I don't think so. Okay. It's festive. So, get ready. Okay. Uh, this was a familicide. So, it's suicide plus kills their whole family spoiler alert which was a new word for me um so in 19 in 1911 charles lawson married fanny manring charles was a tenant at a tobacco farmer and saved money to buy fanny their own farm in germantown okay so they got this tobacco farm where's germantown um did i not write that down <laughs> Oh look! I want to say it was like Pennsylvania. That's what it sounds like. Germantown. Germantown. The Lawson family is Pennsylvania. I mean, I know there is a Germantown, Pennsylvania, but I I don't know. There's also one in New York. There's a few looking into it. I'll go back to it. So anyway, in Germantown, they have this little plot of land where they're doing their tobacco farming. Charles and Fanny made quick work of growing their family. Their family was compromised of Charles, which was the father. Banny, which was the mother, and eight kids. Hmm. Arthur, Marie, Mary Lou, Mabel, uh, Carrie, Raymond, William, and James, in no particular order. That was not an age order at all. This was in North Carolina. I found it. Thank you. Um, That sounds right. William, however, died at the age of three due to an illness. And that was kind of common back then. So, it's 1929. The family farm provided them the money provided them all of their money, but the Lawsons were not wealthy, which was why it was odd that a few days before Christmas, Charles took the entire family into town and bought them new outfits and had a family portrait taken. Now, remember, it's 1929, so this is like a, a big deal to have your picture taken. These are when pictures were difficult not 1960. <laughs> okay. <laughs> not similar to like the Walmart uh, photo op you did with beef jerky. Uh, it was the Slim Jim, but yeah, no, that was, that was a deal. We got a good deal in those pictures. So the deep snowfall had occurred all winter, um, heavier than normal, which made the conditions for this excursion even worse. The family spent Christmas, I'm um, sorry. Yeah. So the family spent Christmas morning together and it was normal and enjoyable by all accounts. Carrie and Mabel had made plans to visit their aunt and uncle that afternoon and were packed up and beginning their walk. So, they're trucking through the snow, right? Arthur was sent into town to run an errand for his father and would be back before dinner. So, it's lunchtime. Two girls go out. Arthur goes the other way. So, as Carrie and Mabel passed the Lawson Tobacco Barn, they had no idea that Charles, their father, was sitting with his 12-gauge shotgun waiting for them to come in range. Mm Mm-hmm. As soon as Charles had a clear sight, he shot both of his daughters. He then bludgeoned their bodies to ensure they were gone, and then dragged their bodies into the tobacco barn. So their, the rest of their family thinks that they're on this adventure to see their aunt and uncle, don't know anything different. The brother's gone. The dad just shot him, bludgeoned him, dragged him. So there's like 12 kids left. Six. Six. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, many. There's many left. <laughs> Uh, Fanny was sitting on the front porch, enjoying the sounds of the kids playing, and had no idea of the heinous act her husband of 18 years had just committed. Charles walked up to Fanny, and before she had a chance to react, he shot his wife. Like, point blank. Yeah. With a shotgun. That's messy. Uh, Inside, Marie screamed from the shotgun, and the two young sons, James and Uh. Raymond, tried to hide. Charles went through the house, first shooting Marie, then finding James and Raymond and shooting them as well. This only left the baby, Mary Lou, who was only three months old when her loving father bludgeoned her to death. It's terrible. It's just awful. So he just went on like a hunting spree of the whole fam Of his family, yeah. So Charles crossed his family members' arms and laid them in their beds. He put rocks under the heads of the two daughters that he put in the tobacco barn. Yeah. Like, let's just put them to bed. I'm sure it's going to be fine. That's common when people know um, the person they're killing. They do things like that. Yeah. He then set off to the woods where he would walk for several hours. And this all happened in like a quick time frame. So Arthur is still out. And the aunt and uncle were expecting Carrie and Mabel but they obviously didn't get there. So there's some conflicting reports on how the family was actually discovered. Some say that relatives went to visit them in the afternoon and they found the grizzly scene. Others report that the neighbors called the police because they heard the gunshots or that Arthur came home at the same time that the police were arriving. So it's not really clear because there's different accounts depending on where you look, but somehow someone discovered this. It's like 1929, so everything's like, Newspaper clipping. <laughs> hey, yay, hey, yay. <hey. laughs> um, some reports claim that it was rabbit hunting season. So gunshots wouldn't have been enough of a cause for concern. Like the gunshots alone. While Charles was walking, Arthur returned from his errand to find the police at his home. And the gunshot concerned the neighbors who called the police. So that's like the, the most common one that I saw. But some people say that it was the relatives that found it. While Arthur was trying to wrap his head around what had happened to his family, they heard a final gunshot wound, a final gunshot come from the woods. Charles then went into the woods and shot himself. Once Arthur and the police found Charles, they also discovered countless footprints circling a nearby tree, leading them to believe that Charles was pacing and waiting to kill himself until he was certain that the police had arrived. Inside Charles' pockets were two notes on tobacco auction receipts reading, Trouble Can Cause and Nobody to Blame. It's just so confusing to me all the time when you hear these stories. It's like, why wouldn't you just kill yourself, right? If that's, like, your plan. Why do you got to take your whole family out? Because they had an established farm, established enough. Like, it wouldn't have been easy to survive without him, but I'm sure, like, it's better than being dead. Yeah. Yeah. So because of the deep snow and the Lawson cabin being situated on a steep hill, the hearse couldn't get to the cabin to remove the bodies. Mm. So neighbors and family members had to make makeshift body bags out of sheets to essentially yeet the bodies down the hillside. They put them in these sheets and sent their family members (laughs) down the hillside. I'm sorry. You just had to use yeet. I did. Because it's so heavy and it's Christmas time. So if I die, I give you guys permission to yeet me wherever you want. I was going to yeet you permission or not. Please yeet me. I will. I just have to find the right location to yeet. (laughs) So Charles's family was just as fucked up as he was. Shortly Uh after the murders, Charles's brother, Myron, opened the Lawson home up to tours. Where all of these people were just murdered. The 30s. They're like, motherhouse House, Prophets. Get your tickets here. Come look at the blood stains. There's still blood on the wall. Yours is much better than mine. I just sound like Abby's mom. <laughs> Come look at the blood stains, Ab. <laughs> um, so on the tour, you could see blood stains, oh. the beds that these people were laid in, and even. A cake that Marie had baked on the table, on display. Okay, how did it not? Nah, how did it last that long? They put it in um. Oh, there's a word for it, but like a glass dome, so it didn't decay as fast. Okay, but it was there for a while. They it probably was, it was used real like ingredients. The 20s well. and 30s, they were probably cooking with some some shit. <laughs> it's
1: yeah, but bestest
0: cake. I don't think there were preservatives necessarily. I don't know. You know, Crisco lasts like <laughs> Crisco does last a long time. Arthur long. Lawson, the remaining son, was killed in 1945 at the age of 32 by a motorcycle accident, leaving behind a wife and four kids. So, like, um, they had it, motorcycles, I guess in the in 1945 they must have. We they prob- sounds so. Ignorant every time we make a comment. <laughs> no, I think that's a fair question, right? Because when was the first car made? It was like the 1920s when the first like commercial car was made. I think the Ford um, assembly line. I think it was earlier than that. Let me look it up. Okay. Well, Abby looks into that. We'll keep moving. Um. So remember, you said, why would someone do this? Yeah. 1886 was the first car. What the hell? What she's saying. Okay, but like the first commercial car, you couldn't buy that car. Look up Ford. Yeah, like the Ford uh, assembly,
1: eighteen
0: ninety-five. Wow. Okay. See, ignorant, ignorant. That doesn't. That still doesn't sound right, honestly. But anyway, uh, the family speculated that Charles committed this crime because of a recent head trauma he had sustained. So I guess I should keep an eye out for my mom. But his autopsy did not substantiate any head injuries. Her mom had a, a recent concussion. That's why she just said that. Yeah, she's still concussed. She's not a serial killer, but she's concussed. What's with head trauma and those and fa- and these and those sisters? Because my grandma, her mom's sister, they were like, she had Alzheimer's. And my mom was like, she had it because she got dropped on her head oh when God. she was a baby. And I hate to laugh because she was. No, but that's, that's what my mom said. She was that, like, because like, I was like, Do you think I'm going to get Alzheimer's, mom? And she was like, No, it's because Nanny got dropped on her head. I didn't drop you. Nanny got dropped. And I'm like, That doesn't check out for me. Fully. <laughs> it's not a correlation. <laughs> I, but according to my mom, MD, Dean, the she doctor, she make me feel better. She's like, No, no, she got dropped. It. I think it was just so I wouldn't freak out. <laughs> um, <'Cause> I will. <laughs> yeah. Charles did see his primary doctor beforehand um, because he was suffering from severe headaches and insomnia leading up to the event. Sleep deprivation. It'll do a lot to you. Yeah. During the autopsy, it was noted that Charles's brain was relatively small and the center of it seemed underdeveloped. Hmm. So there's that. Also, it was speculated that the reason that he did this was that Charlie was sexually abusing Marie. A close friend of Marie's claimed that Marie had confided in her just weeks before Christmas, telling her that Marie was pregnant by her own father. Oh. So that would be one reason that. Yeah. He probably wouldn't want that to get too far. Ugh. Um, So that is the Lawson murders. All in a nutshell. Um, That's a nice little nutshell. Before I leave you and wish you a Merry Christmas, I wanted to give you a new perspective on our good old friend Rudolph. (laughs) <laughs> Thank you. There is an entire. I wasn't expecting that. <laughs> there is an entire dark alley of the internet who wholeheartedly believes that Rudolph is a product of infidelity, and that's why his nose is red. Merry Christmas. Like a ginger. Uh no, like he had an affair because neither of his parents had a red nose. Oh, so, so like she it's like was, the Scarlet Letter. She was sleeping in around. reindeer form. Well, she slept with someone who had a red nose. Okay. That's usually how infidelity works. I didn't know where that was Why do people have to ruin everything? On the internet. I don't know. Spencer Henry just did an entire podcast about how Santa had a cult. I listened to it. And then he talked about Rudolph too. Or was that on obituary? Either way. um, I found this information on Wikipedia and greensboro.com. Greensboro, because it was in South Carolina. North. North. North (laughs) Carolina. Ooh, I'm rough tonight. It's in a lot of places, so... (laughs) Apparently, but yeah. So that's uh, that's what I got. Merry Christmas, y'all. That's a good one. Is that a quick one? It was a quickie. That's that's okay. Don't worry, mine won't be long. All right, for you next week. Merry Christmas, and uh, we'll talk to you next week. Bye. Bye.